So that was kind of when we were like, okay, Massachusetts is talking about it. We can talk about it. Let's go. Today, I sit down with Alex and we talk about the Back to Farnsworth project. So how we're getting Robinots back into the office. I learned a ton about all of the research and planning that went into the project, and I'm really looking forward to seeing us make the leap from phase one to phase two. So I hope you enjoy today's conversation. All right. So how about, so we'll start things off. So talking about how we started to make the moves for going back to office, we call it back to Farnsworth. So when, when did the plan, when uh, B2F, yeah. When we started to, when did we leave the office actually? Do you remember? Yeah, it was mid-March. I want to say it was March 10th. And people probably started asking questions about going back by like April 10th. <laughs> like people wanted to know right away, how can we get back? What's going to be the plan? Um, so I, I wasn't heavy planning or making concrete actionable steps, but there was a short period when we first went remote where IT, um, home equipment, can I get a monitor? What can I take from the office? I left my stuff. That was the topic. Um, and then once that all dissipated and people settled in, it was, what are we going to do? Do I have to go back? What's the plan? What about the tea? Um, so we kind of started for me personally and like a, people are going to be working from home for a long time and they should settle in. We should identify the problems that they're having at home and the office should be an afterthought. We have no idea what's going on. So I started there. When everyone went home and and left the office, did we roll out any new tools? I know you're really helpful on a lot of the toolkit that we use specifically with software and things like that. And like you were saying with monitors, did we do anything different or was it more of just making sure everyone was settled? Yeah, more the latter. Nothing different besides people who probably hadn't been as accustomed to doing video conferencing personally because they've always been in the office attending meetings or had fewer meetings or, yeah, we're just having those in-person or in-office convos. Um, So everybody got uh, spun up on Google Meet real quick, and then they started releasing better features and, and dropping the hits and making everyone happy. So that was helpful. But no, nothing new is necessary. Nice. Did you find out, are you a waiver on the uh, on video conferencing calls? Do you wave hello and goodbye? I do. I like you to do? wave. And, or I do double peace signs when I leave. Well, when people join, like, hey, I see you. I acknowledge you, especially if it's a larger call. Like I when people it. show up at a party, you would greet them from, you know, across the room if you know them. Oh, hey, what's up? It's, it's just a party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a party. It's just a, a hard start and a hard stop. If somebody walked into a meeting room where a meeting had already started or people were already sitting down, you would not ignore them. I'm a waver. Uh, I do a wave. I do, uh, I mime claps if I like agree with something instead of chiming in. Big mimer over here now. Sometimes I just mouth yes because I know that the audio cutting over the audio is annoying, but I want them to just know I'm affirming it. Exactly. In mid-April when the question started to come, did that really start the conversation across the organization? Yes and no. It became clear that people wanted information, but we didn't, nobody had information really. Um, And I really was strong on this. Let's focus on work from home. Let's not talk about return to office so much. Let's make people comfortable at home narrative. Um, 
but in the in the like background in the um you know in the in the wings i was doing all of the you know podcasts uh, not podcast webinars you know listening to all of that gathering information having the side combos with our landlord and um, the building people but i was hesitant to like to talk to the team about it because i think in my mind most people weren't going back for a long time and talking about it would start making them get antsy and i thought that we were just going to be in this work from home for the long haul and so i didn't want to distract uh, but i think I was probably not, I was off the mark there in that people just feel more comfortable when they have information, even if they're not going to do anything with it, even if they have no plans to get back to the office, they just want to know, you know, what's going on and how are we thinking about that? And that applies to, you know, across the board, that's not just the office or my job, like people care about how, you know, people in the company are planning around them and thinking about them and, and you know, doing things that impact them and their jobs. So. Um, we started talking more publicly. I think the first town hall meeting where I got up and talked to the team was the end of April. Um, and by then we had like a majority of questions where people wondering about um, the return. And kind of at the same time, Elizabeth had been sending um, temp surveys out. It was like a three question, how's the team, how's your focus, how's your manager kind of stuff every week to see week over week how we were doing remotely. And around then was when um, we synced up with Emily on product and said, hey, we're, you know, already getting a pulse check on the team. We could also be hinting at return stuff, getting their pulse on when people want to go back and how they want to go back and what they're worried about. Um, and then use that for product to try to, you know, we, we like to drink our own champagne as much as we can and use the insights from our team. So we did a lot of like just freestyle fill in everything you're concerned about. What would what would concern you about going back to the office and just having this exhaustive list of, you know, I don't want to touch tablets or I don't want to ride the T or all of that and thinking about how either Robin, the product can address it or how our office, our setup, our, um, you know, policies around coming back to the office have to address them. So we started early with what are you worried about? And that helped because people were really worried at the time and there were more questions than answers. Um, so we kind of gave that outlet for like, what's, what's going to be stressful about it. So people got all of that off their chest. I love that we used our own product. That's amazing. And especially, <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like we can speed up that conversation and understanding what the realities are with how people were using the office beforehand. When you were doing your research phases with listening in on webinars and I know I have a desktop full of PDFs and just reading what everyone else's content is and, and relaying that stuff. Did you get really enveloped in any aspect of this return? An example for me, for one weekend, I got really into HVAC ventilation system I can tell. specs. So like MERV 9 and MERV 13. I don't know if they call it MERV. You know, or we've not. got those MERV 13. They do. They call it MERV. I've heard them say it out loud. We've got okay, those nice MERV 13 filters. The good, good. Were there topics that uh, really caught your attention or you just got caught in a vortex? I enjoyed a lot reading other teams' plans, like, um, you know, cities releasing their plans, big companies releasing their plans, like going into like the stuff that a person like me, but at a much bigger company put together or a team of people like my team. Um, was really cool and just the like even um, you know people talking about catered lunches and like the whole food aspect of it I thought was super interesting because I would have thought that you could accommodate eating inside during all of this and like manage that in some better way and then um, hearing early on that 
most companies and most leadership were saying, nope, coffee, coffee, water, tea, or, or just water. And that took all of the pressure off was just kind of a funny, I think that we have a dope office and we're proud of that. And uh, we're a company that cares about offices. And so I would have thought that we could have gotten away with things or we could have done more, but because the standard was, you know, play it safe, don't do those things. We went with that. So I guess that was more of it. I went on a food deep, deep dive for sure. Like how our kitchens and all of that handled. Um, but it was all over the place. I was more surprised by like, I did the, I listened to the Herman Miller, um, their design series and like them talking about designing hospitals and like the public health, um, considerations that those like like hospitals and places have been making for well before this pandemic uh, were super interesting like yes there was so much unknown but the other people have been dealing with keeping germs away and keeping people safe in high-risk areas or environments for a long time so it was cool I think I'm um I like science and so I went a little bit on the like how is this working and like that's a little bit discouraging because research is so slow and unpredictable and like that part isn't something we can really build around just because research won't keep up and we have to stay on the the conservative side for as long as like medicine is doing their thing but it's a lot of deep dives I guess is the answer <laughs> no that's great to hear I, I I did a similar approach especially when we were pulling together some of those webinars we had awesome guests and things like that so it was a lot of learning I would think through like April and most of May and it felt like everyone was just so hungry for that information. So, so I'm imagining you have, because you're very organized, a monster either Google Doc or Notion file that you've pulled all this information into. When did you start to pull it into our planning documentation when you're going from your, your research phase to more of, okay, like let's start to form this into a plan? Because I know that I'm a part of the crew that talked about it with you and there's a there's a bunch of other members across the organization and you had a great kind of rap sheet when did that plan start to go into place and then I don't even remember do you remember when that first conversation was with the with the return team I'm thinking mid-May I think you're right yeah mid to end of May I'm looking back in my notes actually because my um sense of time is so bad but we we were exactly that spending a lot of all of April and then into May in that like heavy research phase. And then I'm pretty sure somebody said a date. And so we said, okay, we have an, oh, it was um, when Massachusetts started released their opening phases and offices in Boston could open, I think it was June 1st. And so we had kind of like a, okay, if we wanted to, what's the fastest that we could prepare the space that it would be safe enough and ready to go. And I think that Massachusetts made that announcement in mid to end of May. So that was kind of when we were like, okay, Massachusetts is talking about it. We can talk about it. Let's go. And started putting everything into this doc. And it was John, um, CFO John's idea. He was doing uh, research on all of the the financial um, aid and things put out through the federal government. And they did an FAQ because obviously that was such a um, messy program that they put together. So they had an FAQ that he thought was a very good reference. And so he suggested that first. Um, and in putting that together, the idea of it was people are going to keep having questions. And if they ask another question and we don't have it on the FAQ, we'll add it to the FAQ. So it was this kind of like everything you're wondering about. And so I started writing down like, yeah, just from my brain, 
what were uh, existing questions that had come through? What might people want to know? And then I would think, okay, now I'm thinking about where your entrances and exits are. What about everything in between? And um, so this, it kind of flowed from there. Um, once I took all of these questions and broke them down into sections of kind of categorized them, I found so much more that could be answered. And it turned into something that was probably like more robust than anybody would have expected. And that level of information was what inevitably, I think, put the team at ease. Like, a, oh, great. Somebody's thought a lot about this. There's some version of a plan and I don't want to go back. But if I do, it'll be OK. Like there will be some somebody has their hand on the wheel, basically. So that I think was super helpful. That went to the team in front of the team maybe by early June. And we were set to open a few weeks after that in our, our old start date, we had 615 planned. Um, and then we also did a project plan coinciding with that. So that was just the take that June 15th open date, work backwards. What are all of the physical things that have to happen both in the office with moving things, setting things up, um, repowering back on conference room hardware, turning the temp on, getting the space cleaned to resetting up um, everything in Robin with our desk. So we did a few new, we had like slight new layouts, but we have bench desks. So there's only so much distancing you can do. I can fit two people at an eight person pod now and that's it. But all of that, you know, work in Robin, prep in Robin, shutting down meeting rooms. And at that point we said, we won't use meeting rooms. So um, that all went together. And then we gathered, the Avengers gathered the troops, the B2F working group and split those things off based on who could jump in and who could help and who could offer hands from their team. And it was great. I mean, I do a lot of office projects, obviously, because it's my job, but I've never had um, so many people interested in what's happening with an office move or an office project like this and so many people who wanted to help. I don't think it's just because they were so bored. I think it's people have a, a, a greater appreciation for the office having been away from it. And I think people really miss it. And um, it's been really great. So the project plan itself was a nice guiding document with a countdown to that open date and everything that had to get done the very last day it could get done. And those two, I'm, I am organized personally, but I'm not, uh, I'm more of a like million ideas on a long running Google doc kind of person. And then like I can write a paragraph maybe to explain them or summarize them to you. So the FAQ and the project plan were the framework that I needed to be able to communicate a lot of the madness in my head around all of the moving parts of the office to the whole team in a digestible way. So I, I liked that and I thought that that really landed and people were happy with it and questions definitely dissipated after that. Thank you again to Alex for sitting down and talking a little bit about our Back to Farnsworth plan. Stay tuned. We have part two coming up. We're going to be talking more about the playbook and some of the last minute changes that we made before we start welcoming Robin Ott's back to the office. So I hope you enjoyed and have a great rest of your day.